We're just about ready to rise and shine into the NBA season on Wednesday, Oklahoma City Thunder. This is Round Ball Roundup, Episode 6 on UtahJazz.com. JP Chunga, as I'm recapping not only what happened last week, but looking forward to what we've got in the week ahead because there is a lot happening. Over the weekend, I got to enjoy Purple Mountain Party time, and I was set up pretty perfectly because Brian Russell was on the podcast last time out. You can, of course, always find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you go for your podcast. We're there, Round Ball Roundup. Last time, we talked to Brian Russell about the 90s and about that shot that was shown in Vivint Smart Home Arena as the Jazz went down to Houston and took the victory on John Stockton's shot. You can listen to that full interview once again. Round Ball Roundup is where you go. Purple Mountain Party. I was having fun in the 90s at the 90s corner, but there were plenty of places for people to enjoy the new court. It is completely decked out looks great and as somebody who was born in the 90s i mean full disclosure born in 93 i appreciate the 90s i think we perfected things in the 2000s of course anybody who grows up the time that they were a kid that was the best time early 2000 music best music i've ever heard of clueless perfected by mean girls i'm looking forward 20 years down the road when we get the 2000s and we relive that era but 90s was there for Purple Mountain Party, and it was a good afternoon for everybody. But you know what time it is. It's extension season, the most wonderful season of all. Two to talk of today, Joe Ingles and Quinn Snyder. Let's start with Quinn because this was released by NBA Gossip Girl, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. Snyder gets a long-term commitment from the club and an extension with this team. You know, I remember talking to ESPN's Jay Billis about this. Joined our radio show. Billis would talk about how he would run through a brick wall for Quinn Snyder. He said of all the Duke teammates that he had, Quinn Snyder was the most intelligent. And for somebody like that to stand out within Coach K and to stand out with all the players that played during Quinn's time, Johnny Dawkins... All those guys, Jay Billis identified Quinn Snyder as the guy to go to and the guy that he would rally behind. He had nothing but great things to say about Quinn Snyder. And I think the entire organization realizes that. The entire league knows about Quinn Snyder. Look at that Gossip Girl GM survey. Everybody in the league sees Quinn Snyder as a great defensive coach. Top 10 defenses each of the last four seasons. Last three have been top five. Two 50-win seasons. His defensive scheme, that's what he builds his teams around. I want to let you hear a little bit from practice because on Saturday he was talking about how, how this defense, which many people are concerned with, how this defense might not start off great, but it needs to take time to bake. We need to play better defensively. I think all our guys feel that, and that's why we're, you know, there's no, you know, there's no illusions about the fact that we need to be good defensively to be a good team. You know, you're not going to be a good team if you if you don't guard, and that's you know that takes time. Um, I, I don't. I, it's not so much patience as it is understanding. It's it's like realism. You know, there's a realism involved, and you know Mike Conley is picking up at a different point on the floor than he did for most of his career in Memphis. Well, Rudy Gobert is not Marcus All. Rudy's not up. You know, able to double the ball at the three-point line the way Marcus is. Rudy's back, protecting the rim. So how does that impact what Mike does and what he's done for a long period of time? And um, The good thing is I think all of our guys, 
it's important for guys to understand why we're doing something the way we are. I think that 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 you know that understanding really deepens your commitment and, and your resolve to do it. And over time, we'll get better at it. Snyder's teams are going to be reliably good defensively. And that's why, for me, the concern this year at a preseason, we're reading too much into things. Defense will get short up. Tom Hammerstrow over at NBC had this stat. Jazz were plus 303 last season with Rudy Gobert as the lone big on the floor in 1,800 minutes. That is plus 7.9 points per 48. All other lineups, they were just plus 81 total. Gobert can handle the load defensively. It's because of the great schemes that Quinn Snyder and company are dialing up for. And then on top of everything, look at the development. The development of players under Quinn Snyder, the fact that everybody is in lockstep from Justin Zanuck, Dennis Lindsay, the reorganization in that front office, from having Dennis Lindsay being the basketball operations guy, Justin Zanuck being the GM, and then Quinn Snyder coaching the players on the floor, and it's through that the development comes. We're going to talk about Joe Ingles' extension in just a minute. Let's let the Aussie credit Quinn for his own growing as a player. Quinn had seen me from back when I was a kid playing, so had a bit more knowledge of, of kind of how I could play and how I could help the team, and I think I've just been able to expand it from there. And um, I mean, I've said it a million times, but he's, he's obviously, for me, one of, the, one of the, if not the best coach I've had that's um, not only X's and O's and all that, but the confidence he gives his players. And, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to move anytime soon. He identifies traits that can be used in different ways. And that's what he did with Joe Ingles when he saw him at Barcelona, the way that he was being utilized, not as much on the ball. And then he sees a player who can do that, who can grow from just beyond playing as a shooter or playing as a, a spot-up guy. He can have the ball in his hands and create. That leads us to Joe Ingles' extension. And there's another commitment. He had two years left on his current deal, but with this extension, it means more that the Jazz are committed to this very group. This Conley, Gobert, Mitchell squad is here to stay. And Joe Ingles, even though he may not be a guy who's going to be starting every single game this year, that could go to Royce O'Neal. That could go to Jeff Green. Joe Ingles is going to be the first man off the bench, and he's going to be in serious contention, serious contention to be a sixth man of the year. We let Joe talk up Quinn. Let's let Quinn talk up Joe. He didn't stand out in the sense that he you know, scored 20 points or you know, had 10 assists and those types of things, but he just always made you know, the right play, and he was able to discern the right play, you know, his ability to read. And then I think really when, when he came – he did two things. He started to really work defensively. He knew that was important. And he really started shooting the ball and shooting with you know confidence and understood that that was a way that he could impact the game. And I think from the shooting then, you know, allowed him to make plays off his shot. And then, and then as that happened, he began to become more of a primary um, playmaker. He isn't the quickest. He isn't the fastest. But he reads the game the right way, reads the game so intelligently that other players can get to that level where they're they're reading, not reacting, and they can do these type of things. 
that leads us to Stanton Kidd. Final roster is done, and this was a battle going in. William Howard and Stanton Kidd, and Stanton Kidd makes the 15-man roster. Kidd was with this team in Summer League last year. He continues to grow and, and went the long route of being a player that went to Europe, played under David Black, the former Cavs coach, and he developed under him a guy who has European ties, Quinn Snyder. He identifies some similarities between the two. We caught up with him, Aaron Falk and I. We talked to Stanton Kid at Media Day. I want to let you hear what he had to say about how he got to this moment. How's the, uh, the, the chemistry with, with the team then and, and that sort of camaraderie? Uh, it's perfect. I mean, everybody's been open arms. Um, I think we had a team dinner at Rudy's house. Yeah, we had a team dinner at Rudy's house the other day. And uh, that was great. You know, I invited everybody over. Whoever wanted to come, they could come. You know, so uh, a lot of guys came. Uh, Donovan opened his home. Uh, Royce always has his home open for people to come over and hang out, play the video game and stuff. So uh, for the guys on the team, even the older guys, Mike, uh, Jeff, you know, those guys like that. Joe just got in town, but I'm sure he's going to pick up right where they started at, too, with, you know, making everybody feel comfortable. How many pictures of Rudy does Rudy have in Rudy's house? Oh, man. I, I didn't get a chance to see the whole tour, but I did see one as soon as I walked in. It's just him. It's just Rudy. He's, he, he should be a model. How was the group outing to RSL, the soccer match? Oh, that, that was great. Uh, that's when I, I think... Uh, so everybody that was here during the OTAs kind of went, and then uh, I think that's when Rudy first got back in town. So it was great to just kind of mingle, get to talk, and uh, Mike showed up. Uh, so it was great to have everybody there. Playing playing in Turkey, just wondering what that experience was like. <laughs> you know, it's a, a, obviously with a lot of political things going on. I and mean, what was that like for you when you got there? Uh, my first year when I got to Turkey, it was pretty easy going. Um, the economy was great. Uh, nothing was wrong there. But then the second year, you know, like you said, a lot of things are going on in the economy. and. Uh, it changed. Uh, actually, my first year I experienced the travel ban with uh, between the U.S. and uh, Turkey. So uh, that was tough because my family couldn't come and see me right away. Um, but uh, as time went on, later on in the year, around like December, I was able to have people come and visit. Uh, my last year in Turkey had just passed. Uh, that was great. Um, played in the EuroLeague, got a chance to see great cities. Uh, so it was just an outlet to, for me to explore, uh, explore Europe. What do you think you learned about yourself and also about basketball with David Blatt as one of your coaches out there? Um, I think there I learned how to be humble and how to work hard. Uh, David didn't make it easy on me. You know, he made me work for everything I've got this, this far. And uh, without him, I don't think I would have been here, you know, because he kind of gave me a taste of what it would be like if I was to play in the NBA or get an opportunity. You know, you had to work. Every, you got to work for every minute that you deserve and um, be ready when your name is called. And when you do those things, you get rewarded. Any uh, similarities between Quinn and, and Coach Blatt in just in terms of their, I guess, European experience? Very detailed. Um, I feel, I mean, I haven't really talked too much to Coach Quinn, but I've overheard conversations with other players, maybe because I was sitting there. And Coach Quinn to go over maybe five things Oh, one thing, but five different, there are five different ways. And then David did the same thing, you know. If it was about a backdoor cut, he would tell you about five things about that backdoor cut, what you can do and how you can make it happen and work for the team. So I think both of those guys share that, 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 uh, that knowledge of being very detailed about what they want and how they want it done. What are you seeing as similarities between the European game and then where you're at right now? Um, the European game and the NBA game is, is almost alike. I mean, I think... 
the NBA takes a lot of the European style. Um, it's a lot of European players that play in, uh, in NBA. So uh, I don't think it's much a difference. It's just more games. And maybe, you know, some people would say it's more talented players. You know, you got the best players in the world that's playing in the NBA. But I think just the game overall itself is, is both, they're identical. What's your, your greatest skill coming into camp and what are you trying to work on? Uh, the biggest thing for me is just being, uh, you know, not so much on the court, just being a great locker room guy, uh, understanding um, that, uh, you know, I have a lot to learn and be open to learning those things on the court. Uh, just defend, take smart shots, sh shoot open threes when I got it, and uh, just be a good team player. Awesome. Well, good luck and welcome. Appreciate it. Referencing NBA Gossip Girl again. GM survey came out last week. Where is Utah pegged? As high as second and through to fourth. Ended up finished fourth in the voting. But when it comes to where these GMs slotted Utah in the Western Conference, they've got 21% of the vote at second, 34% of the vote in third, and in fourth place they've got 11% of the vote. They're in that strata of the top teams when it comes to L.A. and Denver. Denver they have right now in the GM survey as two, Clippers number one, and then the Lakers on three. GMs recognize what Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck have been doing and have done over this offseason where they acquire Mike Conley and Boyan Bogdanovich alongside Ed Davis and Jeff Green. They're making the right moves. Zach Lowe of ESPN, he went on to say in his preview, bump up their shooting and the Jazz could sniff the top five in points per possession. Referencing that press conference out in Las Vegas again, Jay-Z, Dennis Lindsay, they were talking about how they want this team to be a top five offensive and defensive team. The moves that they made in the offseason could bump them into that top five. Lowe, again, likes the additions of Jeff Green and Boyan Bogdanovich, understands why they made them to add more shooting and to tick that offense to the next level. Chris Mannix tabbed Rudy Gobert as a repeat performer as a defensive player of the year. And if you look at this, if Rudy Gobert plays to a defensive player of the year status, well, this Jazz team is going to be really good. Because the offense is coming along and the offense is going to be short out. It's the defense that needs to continue in kind. And with Quinn Snyder as the defensive identity, as the guy who's in charge of it all, they can get that done. SI in their entire preview said the best case for this team is that you have Dennis Lindsay as the top executive of the year. Mike Conley takes the playmaking burden off of Donovan Mitchell, and he's allowed to take that year three next step. Mark Stein over at the New York Times, he's plugged in on all of these transactions. He was asked in his weekly newsletter where he tabs Utah among Denver and Portland, because those are the teams that they might be battling it out in the Northwest Division and in the Western Conference when it comes to seeding and playoff scenarios. He is highest on Utah's ceiling because of the Rudy Gobert Donovan Mitchell, Mike Connolly core. It's no longer a secret in the mountains. NBA types will be leaving the oasis that is Los Angeles to check out Utah and to see the Jazz here in Salt Lake City because of how much hype. Standout duo might be Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert and not Gobert and Mitchell. Mike Conley's played to the level of all-star capable point guard for a long time the Western Conference has just been so long-jabbed at that position that he hasn't able to make an appearance. So, how advanced is Donovan Mitchell in his career? He can still take that next step. He needs to be more efficient. 
his offensive game needs to involve getting more to the free throw line rather than going for the spectacular finish or a floater in the short mid-range. Mitchell taking that next step can elevate this team to that next tier. Look at the week ahead, what we have on tap for Utah Jazz basketball. It starts on Wednesday against the Oklahoma City Thunder. New look, OKC squad, because they traded and got eight first-round picks and Shea Gilgis-Alexander for the complete transformation of their team. Chris Paul in, Paul George, Russell Westbrook out. That's a good test on the first day of the season. Chris Paul is still a master. He doesn't have the same explosion, the same step that he had when it came to those Lob City Clippers. Still smart at playing the position. Thunder, when it comes to finishing the entire season, I go back to that Gossip Girl survey. OKC not picked to finish in the top eight. They're in a rebuild. The one to start out the week, though, that you will all be watching on ESPN, LeBron James and company take on the Jazz. It's unclear if Kyle Kuzma will be playing in this game because he's out for the home opener. He has a left foot injury. The former Utah wing has been dealing with it since USA Basketball Camp. Behind LeBron and Anthony Davis, it's him. Lineup that they might be throwing out includes... Not only their top two, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, but JaVale McGee, Avery Bradley, and Danny Green. Green's going to be a great addition for that team, the shooting that they need. You have to surround LeBron with shooters, and Green provides that for sure. Funniest part of the preseason for L.A. has to be the fact that JaVale McGee went all Mitt Romney's secret Twitter account, played a little possum. Against the Warriors in a preseason game, he bangs knees with Draymond Green, says he feels pain, Wobbles out of bounds. Green goes to double the ball handler. And as a result, McGee finds himself wide open under the basket, takes a pass, puts it in two points for L.A. McGee, here's what he had to say about it. I was like, forget the pain. I'm going to get these buckets. That's a mantra to live by. I might get that tattooed on my arm. I'm sure he'll be a feature of Shacked in a Fool come later on in the season. Final game of the week is against the Kings on Saturday here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. We saw the Kings during the preseason. We'll get into more of that when it comes to our Friday edition of the program, where you won't want to miss that interview. Excuse us as we reveal top secret info. Your current wait time is less than 10 seconds. Tune in Friday to find out. it once again five stars nice reviews leave your 90s slang in those reviews and find us itunes google play spotify stitcher wherever you get your podcast you'll be able to find us we'll be back on friday until next time bye for now